Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. It's your girl, Kalina James, again. And in this week's episode, I want to continue the conversation as I have done on the past episodes about servant leadership. And, you know, like pretty much everything nowadays, the concept of leadership has morphed and and evolved into something our parents and grandparents would not even recognize, right? And a few decades ago, things seemed simpler. You know, being the boss automatically made you the leader in the eyes of your employees. Now everyone wears multiple hats. And so in this week's episode, I want to talk about four principles of servant leadership and a simple path to bettering both you, your company, and the world in its habits. And so get a notebook and a pen because the show starts now. This is United State of Women. So Diamonds, what's a simple path to bettering both your company and the world it inhabits? I truly believe that it is through servant leadership. Like I said in my intro, like pretty much everything nowadays, the concept of leadership It has evolved into something our parents and our grandparents would not even recognize. Seriously, a few decades ago, things seemed a lot simpler. Being the boss automatically made you a leader in the eyes of of employees, right? And now everyone wears more than one hat and lines are more blurred. And being the boss doesn't automatically make you a leader. Mm -mm. Leadership is no longer concentrated at the top. It is trickled down and through the the organization, and throughout every member and fiber of a business. And so with all of the tools that we have today to be self-improved, there's no excuse not to be a better leader. I'll go a step further and say that being a good leader isn't even enough. You have to be a servant leader. Servant leadership is defined, I'll define it again, as a philosophy and a set of practices that enriches the lives of the people around you and builds better organization and teams and ultimately creates a more unjust and caring world. Yes. So a little over, well, I want to say maybe two years ago, I had the opportunity to speak on the uh, Maxwell's book, John Maxwell's book, Leadership. And, you know, I, I talked about how the book gives you these wonderful principles around how to leader shift, you know, in times of crisis, in times of change. And one of the concepts or one of the principles were around, you know, build a ladder for others to climb. And it really talked about the mentorship lens and how it helps guide us through, you know, really great mindsets when we are becoming and considering to be a mentor or when we are looking for to be the mentee and want some mentorship. So, and so to become this, you know, hero leader, 
you know, it's important for us who are becoming mentors or have something to offer to be at the top 10% of our craft, have something that we've done in order to be able to be drawn from. So in other words, you know, we have to stay sharp at our tool, at our craft. We have to be someone who has done some amazing things. Yeah. In the world in order to give back to someone else and pay it forward. But it's important to pay it forward and not hold on to it for yourself. And so, you know, it's really good to consider that the advice that you've been given is something that you can pay it for. And so, you know, I encourage you for someone who is really thriving at what they're doing is to make sure that you stay surrounded by people who are experts who are going to keep growing your skill set, but also pay it forward and, in, and align yourself with people who can also benefit from what you've learned so that you're paying it forward as a servant leadership to them, as a servant leader to them. And so, you know, I truly believe that servant leadership isn't, not, it's not only about being an errand boy or errand girl or bowing down to your superiors. It's about leading by example. And again, I'll say it over and over again, is paying it forward. Being a servant leader is not just about what you can do for others outside of the organization. It's is being a servant to your values, right? Creating a culture that reflects those same values and embraces diversity, including diversity of thought, as well as willingness to learn and the courage of your convictions, right? And so, you know, what are your company values? What are your tribe values? What are your organization's value? Is everyone on, you know, the team clear about what that is? And you as the leader, you know, do you stand out with those values? Do you represent those values? And there's another study that Gallup um, had did where I took a look at it and it said that 27% of employees strongly believe in their company's values. 27%? 27%? 27%? If we are to be successful leaders, come on, Diamonds, those, those numbers have to go way up. And really, literally, the question is, is how can that be done? So I've got four steps for you. So if you got your notebook and a pen, I want you to take these down because here are four steps to develop into a better servant leader. Number one, encourage diversity of thought. Again, encourage diversity of thought. Number two, create a culture of trust. Create a culture of trust. And number three, have an unselfish mindset. <laughs> Have an unselfish mindset. Ugh. And number four, foster leadership in others. Foster leadership in others. So let's break it down. So number one, encouraging diversity of thought. Yeah. Diversity encompasses, you know, traits, a, a, a wide variety of traits. It's about more than just gender. It's not, it's, it's more than about race or ethnicity or sexuality or political or religious beliefs. It's about thinking different too. Having a diverse team fosters an environment that people want to be a part of. I love what Dr. Shimega Saki, IUK chancellor, said here in Kokomo, Indiana, the very first time that I launched the Power Brunch, the United State of Women Power Brunch. 
she came up to me that very first year and she said, this was the most diverse community event that I've ever been in in the city. And I thought, wow, well, what the heck did we do? Not only did it have, obviously, gender, race, sexuality, political, religious beliefs, but it also had a diverse of thought. See, wisdom has no color to me. Wisdom has no, you know, frame or reference. It really is a standalone. I'm excited about it. I want to know where success is in the wisdom of the things in which people have been able to acquire. And my whole goal in that moment, that first year at that power brunch, was to really bring wisdom in the room. And wisdom is, at the end of the day, a diverse of thought. So it is, again, about thinking differently. And having a diverse team fosters an environment that people want to be a part of. And so, you know, again, another research that I looked at was Glassdoor. It said that 67% of active job seekers said a diverse workplace is important to them when considering job offers, 67%. And 57% employees or employers want to make a bigger effort to prioritize diversity. So servant leadership encourages everyone to think outside the box and consider every perspective when tasks with moving the needle forward. And so the final decision is to, or the, the final decision is the byproduct of a collective collaboration and exchange of ideas. Hey, this is Sarah. I just wanted to chat with you for a moment. I wanted to let you know about an awesome new tool for your business, LifeQuest. With brandable features that make it possible to run multiple businesses and sell paid resources, LifeQuest is the newest mobile client relationship management platform for growing your business. LifeQuest is helping dynamic professional leaders just like you save time and money while managing their business. Our support team would love to show you what LifeQuest can do for you. Click the link in the show notes to get started. At LifeQuest, we're not just one more thing, we're the thing. Now back to your show. So power never rests with one person, but with everyone on the team. Take that in. Power never rests with just that one person, but with everyone on the team contributes to the end resort. There's a collective group. There's a collective power to accountability to we all are moving the needle forward. So are you giving everyone a seat at the table? No, why the heck not? Number two. Create a culture of trust. <laughs> this is the hardest thing to regain once it's broken, right? How many people in our community and our and with our tribe, our coworkers, our colleagues, or you know, our employees, they break that freaking trust? How can any leader create a culture of trust <laughs> by clearly communicating to everyone in the organization what the mission is, what the values are expected to be lived by and what they are in totality what, uh, with the overall vision. You know, so again, I'll repeat that. Clearly communicate to everyone in the company what the mission is, what values they are expected to live by and what the overall vision is. A global database that Gallup revealed to me, that I, not revealed to me, but reveals when I research it, is that one in, in three employees strongly agree that they trust the leadership in their organization. 
one out of three. Hey, I know I'm talking to somebody today that is sitting there that probably feels the same way. (laughs) How often in your trajectory of what you've been able to do, you feel trusted with the leadership or your people are looking at you and there is a lack of trust. There's a lack of trust. If you took a survey and you said, do you trust me? Does the organization trust me? What would they say? So how can you, you know, build a higher level of trust? By being crystal clear about everything. By being crystal clear about everything. There is some effort to step into servant leadership, but there is some effort, you know, in this point, which is creating a culture of trust, is being clear about everything. All communications need to be specific, disseminated to every single person at every single level of the organization, top down, top to bottom. If you are not transparent and fail to lead with a clear purpose, guess what, Diamonds? No one is going to follow you. No one is going to follow you. So being transparent formats trust, which has a direct correlation to work performance. They're with you. That honesty, that authenticity, that transparency, you know, they, they want to know where, how things are, where you stand, what's going on, and what you're doing about it to help cohesively drive change. Remember, Diamond's trust is earned, not given. So I'll ask you, have you earned your team's trust? Hmm. And number three, have an unselfish mindset. It's not about you. I said in the last episode, you know, we want to adopt the me, you know, we want to move away from the me, myself and I and adopt a more we, us and our. It never was and never will be about you. It's all about the people who make it all work, all work. It's about it's you know, it's about everybody. You have to ask yourself, where would you be without the, you know, the cogs that make the engine run? Where would you be? One common mistake that leaders make is thinking that, you know, profits and people are to be seen as separate entities when they should go hand in hand. That's the dance. That's the balance. They should go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. So why keep them separate? So great hero leaders, great thought leaders have facilitated the success of others and make everyone feel value and that their contributions matter to the overall success of the company. Blend them together, start marrying them together. How do you do that? Be very clear about the mission, the vision, and what you're doing. Be very clear about communication, making sure everyone received it and received it in a way that they can resonate with. You may have to send something in an email for your kinesthetic readers, who learners who like to read something. You may have to have a meeting so the auditory people can hear it come from a a, a hurtful space. You might have to allow people to do things in order to buy into, you know, to, to joining into the mission and vision and value because their hands have to physically touch something to adopt it. So communicate to everyone top to the bottom in a way that resonates, that leaves impressions, that are clearly communicating the mission, the vision, and what you're doing authentically and transparently. Great leaders drive change in so many ways, but unselfishness is what ultimately allows them to scale their business and create long-lasting legacies. And then last but not least, number four, foster leadership in others. 
Leaders who understand the power of building a great team understand the need to develop the next generation of leaders. It is more than just mentoring someone in in your mindset who has the potential to take your job one day. With these baby boomers retiring, it is crucial that leaders mold the next generation, but they have a tough assignment ahead of them. So there's this article, white paper about HR and millennials that wrote about the HRs and millennials. They state that 63% of millennials feel a lack of leadership development. Absolutely. There was a period of time we weren't hiring. We had to go through a recession, you guys. We did that 9-11 thing and, and we lost so much and the, and the world took a pause and there was a lack of hiring and lack of bringing people and we were trying to rebuild. So there is this really this big gap. There is a huge gap in 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 our transition of leadership and there's a lack of leadership development and so this should really literally frighten us because who will be left to take over the businesses when we're enjoying our retirement who will be in charge if we don't shape up the answer will be no one so fostering leadership comes in so many different forms including coaching and mentoring and and and, and growth and consulting it comes in so many different forms so take the time to teach someone the ropes to offer words of encouragement and answer questions these young leaders have for you. Great leaders give back. Like I said, John Maxwell's leadership. They don't build ladders for themselves. They just build, they also build ladders for others to climb. You know, diverse organizations, more out of not, are most likely to develop innovative leaders when they are creating diverse groups from all walks of life. And servant leaders give more of themselves, not because they have to, but because they want to. Not because they have to, they want to. Servant leaders are transparent, diamonds, they're honest. And yes, even vulnerable. There's just something sexy about a woman who allows themselves to be vulnerable and shows that that place of transparency because you allow yourself to, to, to be seen. And we see ourselves in you and allows us to come forward to trust you and to, you know, like you and want to really work and partner with you. And so there's something beautiful about the transparency of vulnerability. So crack it open. I know, I know this sounds like it would be some weakness, right? Showing your weakness, but it actually can help you build up as a leader and let others in and see you as a human being and not just a person who signs that check, not just a person who's running that organization or in charge. And so diamonds, let's step into servant leadership. Let's really enjoy the journey of becoming and not just doing, not just owning and not just being in charge, but creating momentum. Encourage diversity of thought. Create a culture of trust and have an unselfish mindset. And last but not least, foster the leadership skills in others because truly at the end of the day, you want more, you have more to give. And if you have a collective group of people driving the impact for the mission, the vision, that you have and that's around you that you're responsible for. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you that you're gonna have more accessible to you and available to you than you do at this moment if you are micromanaging and controlling and are afraid to to release some form of control. 
And so diamonds, I hope that this episode was helpful. Again, just wanting to track down the lens, the methodologies of servant leadership and encourage you to share this episode with someone else that may be in need of this information. But as I always say, have a wonderful week and, and, and just, you know, live connected to your power, your purpose and your plan and just do big things and go out and make great decisions. Just shine bright. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.